What's up and welcome back to Propel's Talk. I don't even know what episode we're on. Presented to you by Company Burger and Boot Crew Media. My name's Justin Napoli. Got a special two couple special guests in today. Cruise Oxen Rider. First, you know, first time at the studios. Cruise, welcome to the show, brother. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Appreciate excited to be back in the boot. Yeah, man, <laughs> back in the boot. Joining here from Mardi Gras. So excited to have you. Of course, we have Steven Offer to my left. And joining us is Jake Madison. Jake, what's going on, brother? Not too much. Uh, lot, probably a lot to talk about. Feels like some things have happened. Yeah. So, you know, everyone's talking about Zion right now. So we have to talk about it. Um, I'm going to start off first. I, I, I guess I just, I, I'm disappointed, right, in Zion Williamson. And, and listen, I understand injuries happen and things like that, right, Jake? But the point of when JJ Reddick, I think it just snowballed from what JJ Reddick said yesterday. And like, it's just unprofessional, right? And, what are you hearing kind of now and what do you what are your thoughts because i've watched you and you had some great podcasts over the last couple of days but it's at this point now it's it's sickening i mean look this it's what jj reddick said right there is a pattern that we've seen from zion in terms of his behavior and it's as he said a detached teammate or borderline unprofessional there's a bare minimum you need to do in any job, right, there's certain expectations. For an NBA player, one of them is reach out to your new teammates, particularly as the face of a franchise, and he just did not do that to CJ McCollum, which speaks to his level of detachment here, right? You can't do that, even if, and we can get into this stuff too, right? Even if he wants a trade or doesn't want to be here, you still have to do the bare minimum, and he is not doing that, and that speaks, it uh, says a lot about him, it speaks to a lot of that rift that I've spoken about a lot, you know, between him and the franchise. So it's just an overall mess. And I don't think this was necessarily the intention. I can tell you that the Pelicans want some of this negative stuff out there about Zion in bits and pieces to try and maybe motivate him. Maybe this stuff kind of bothers him. So he's going to do something about it and kind of spurs some action. I don't think they wanted this firestorm that we've gotten the past couple days, right. which I think was inadvertently set off by CJ McCollum, probably saying something that was like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. And now look at what it's doing. But if it creates some action and kind of at least gets us more towards a resolution, which we are not at yet, I think it ends up being a good thing in the long term. Sure. And Steve, I want to ask you this and then I'll get to Cruz, but how does this, how do you repair something like this? Like, is it repairable? Yeah. Bullying works. <laughs> we, we've noticed that over the last little bit and i'm not going to say that i'm not going to sit here and say that you know they're bullying it into it but i made a joke yesterday with a friend i was joking i, I called him zion bare minimum williamson and and then i thought about it and i was like we can't even say that because like what jake just said it's he's not even doing that right and then all of a sudden he does all of this comes out and then jj says everything and then he posts the Devonte graham, graham winner from months ago and, and it was it was because it's his birthday but he didn't even say, he happy, didn't even birthday. say happy birthday there was no context right. to it it was just that at least giving the dwight Schrute, it's your birthday with a period like <laughs> so give you anything it, it's just it's I, yes it is repairable it is it, but I mean, has anybody even seen the guy? I mean, we did this earlier in the year, I think. Like, I haven't seen a picture of him. You haven't seen him anywhere. He has like the, the one post he made was the only thing I had seen him make with in a him long at time. half court with, uh, yeah. with him the ball. Yeah, so he it's went just, to a Duke game, I think. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. it's just it's it's like it's I, I don't know. I mean, detached was the perfect word. Yeah, to throw out there, but I, I think it absolutely is repairable. It's still very young, and it's something he's a. I mean, I, I guess we can say it. I mean, he's immature, obviously. Yeah. I mean, we, we've we gone to the games, and we've talked about it 
together mm-hmm. during, I mean, we've said it at nauseum probably on the podcast too, but it's just during timeouts, he's talking to the ball, ball boys and the towel boys sure. and stuff like that. It just, it seems like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's, it's ridiculous that he needs to do better. And now it's, it's, it's at that point where we need to hold people accountable. And then anybody who's defending this person, anybody who's defending Zion, I said this on on uh, Instagram the other day. You must love toxic relationships. Yeah, <laughs> you just... must absolutely love toxic relationships because it's like, oh, I haven't talked to him in a month, but I'm right. gonna hold out hope. Right. I'm gonna hold out hope. It's like, no, right. it's like at a certain point you need to get tired of this. And and it's like you said, it snowballed. Luckily, we had someone who was in the locker room with Zion on national right. media call him out yeah and, and Cruz I want to kind of get to that point with you is as a 19 year old you come in and you have someone like JJ Reddick right yeah. a former dookie right call you out on national TV what is that that Zion has to see that right he has to feel yeah. some sort of way well Zion's probably never been called out before he right. was a top player in high yeah. school he's a top player in the NBA or uh, college and he gets to the NBA number one pick uh, now people think that you know Morant should have been number one clearly right and, yeah uh, <laughs> and there's this this, I don't know. It's this feeling like he really doesn't want to be there. At least Anthony Davis gave it gave it a try. Like, I, and I know AD is like not well received here anymore. But at least like he he played and he sure. tried and he welcomed yeah. Demarcus Cousins. Yeah, and he welcomed Rondo. Um, and I, I just think Zion is just getting really bad advice from his camp. I don't know if it's his family or if it's agent. Um, this is just not a good situation, and I think Zion is really showing how immature he's been and yeah. how catered he's been. Right. And and Jake, so it came out, you know, the, the Pelicans sent out that email the other day, right? And yeah. so they leave, purposely leave out Zion Williamson. CJ McCollum says this on Saturday, uh, All-Star Saturday, about how he hasn't been reached out to and things like that. And then JJ uh, yesterday, it's, all, where do you turn, Jake? Because at, at what point does he say something? He can't stay silent for this long. No, so, so here's what I want to get into before, that stuff before we start like really reading between lines uh, too, too much, I think. Right. So we have this guy that's detached. And so the next question is, and this is where his silence really hurts things. And this is where some of his camp and the advice he's getting, I think actively hurts him too. The question then is, is this just who he is, right? Is he just an introvert that doesn't really care for social media that doesn't like talking to the media in general. And he's just like a dude who, who kind of does his own thing. Right. We'd like, all of our favorite players and the best players on the team to be friends with the rest of the team and have all of this chemistry, but that's not always the case. And it can be okay if you don't have that kind of relationship with some of those guys. So is that just how Zion is or is it, he doesn't want to be here, right? Because you could kind of fill in the gaps and we have tons of gaps of each of those things. And that's what we're doing. His silence is letting us try and create a narrative based on kind of our individual projections in a sense. Maybe you're burned by Anthony Davis and Chris Paul before him, so you feel this is the actions of a guy who wants out. Maybe someone else who's gone through depression and things like that looks at this as a guy who's just dealing with some shit right now, essentially, right? We don't know because he's not talking, and that's a big problem. In 2022, have we learned nothing yet, or has he learned nothing yet, that if you don't control the narrative, other people will control it for you? And he's getting dragged right now like this is not a good look for him so we kind of need answers to those questions before we can say whether it's repairable or not before we need to look at whether the team should proactively you know trade him 
or not or, or whatever. But Jake, I, I don't mean be. to cut you off. I don't mean to yeah. cut you off here, but you say trade, right? No one's going to take Zion Williamson right now. He has to I, play a game and see what he I looks like. With that. How do you I don't know about that? It? There's a high, there's such just, a high ceiling there that I, I of course, yeah. somebody's going to take a risk on that. Yeah. But, but are the Pelicans, Jake, are the Pelicans, if just say, I, I don't want to do it, but just say they're going to trade him. Would they get max return back right now? No, you, you wouldn't. Like, you know, again, say you looked at him last season, right, in the middle of everything right. when he was looking unstoppable, you're not going to get any close return close to what you would get for that guy. You'd still get a return, and the team would need to – it gets really complicated. Team, uh, another team would need to look at some of the medicals. There need to be physicals, things like that. And he hasn't – and this is where some of the camp stuff comes in, and this is where it gets even murkier still. A lot of – the franchise, the Pelicans don't know what's really going on necessarily with him and his foot. I've said, based on my informed speculation, talking with people around the team, talking to people associated with Zion too, I think the team wants him to have another surgery and just fix this and get it done. And it seems like it probably needs another surgery. And his camp, based on some of the advice that he gets, wants him to appear invincible, right? That's why a lot of these injuries are kind of hidden and things like that. Having another surgery kind of puts like a you know a chink in the armor in a sense I yeah. think so they don't want him to do that they just want him to rehab it and thinks that he can go and just get better and I don't think those two things are you know they're kind of mutually exclusive so that's a bit of a problem here and why I think his group has kind of pulled him away from this team that stuff does need to get sorted back if you want to get the best return on Zion Williamson and I don't know if that stuff's going to get sorted. Right. Out. And that's a big part of the problem and why the Pelicans can't just be like, screw it, we're going to trade him today and kind of get rid of this distraction or anything like that. I can tell you internally they're having conversations and kind of preparing for all sorts of plans and contingencies. Um, so I don't think it's 100% even remotely that Zion is on the team at the start of next season. Um, so it leads to this just being a freaking mess. And this could yeah. get cleared up. Like, it could get cleared up. Zion could talk. He could talk in a very media-friendly environment. He could call anyone, and they'll send a, a camera and a reporter over to Portland, and he could give his side of the story. And it very well might be, I'm depressed. I keep having setbacks. This isn't healing like I want. This sucks. I want to be out playing basketball so right. badly. It's taken a toll on my mental health. I needed to get away from everything. That's why I'm in Portland away from the team. He would get all of the sympathy by mm -hmm. just yep. that. Joel Embiid did a very similar thing. He missed two years, right? He talked about he wanted to retire. His brother passed away during that time, and he just couldn't be himself. It, no one's going to look at that guy as weak, right? We get right. the effects and the importance of mental health in 2022. Zion is like doing the old school masculinity thing of like, I'm going to be stoic and strong. And like, that just doesn't play right now. And I think it's kind of dumb at this point. And because things aren't going well. He has to be quiet because you can't put on a strong exterior when you could just do the really easy thing of being like, man, life's hard. This sucks right now. Yeah. And he's not doing that. Right. Which also leads me to, and because it's so sympathetic, it leads me to believe that maybe that's like not the way he's feeling, right? Silence is an answer to a lot of things. Maybe he's not shooting down the rumors of him wanting to leave because he does actually want to leave and doesn't want to outright lie to the media anymore and things like that. Sometimes that's a thing, right? Like that, that, that happens. Right. So, you know, again, we don't know. So we're that's, filling in the blanks and that's the problem. Right. And that's, and that's been the problem. And see, before you get, get I want to answer John's question here, because this has been kind of a thing on Twitter. So John asked about AD defending Zion and whatever, but 
people need to understand that Antonio Daniels is just basically doing his job. I'm not saying that he's backing Zion 100%. He's basically doing his job. We've never really had someone, I'm about to let you go, Jake. We never really had someone like Antonio Daniels you know, reach out to this fan base and, and be so proactive and things like that and, and, and communicate with us. So, Jake, go ahead. Uh, he also said that looking at this, if you were to ask Zion, say, today, and he used Kawhi Leonard as an example, like Zion and his group have made mistakes and done things poorly. So it wasn't right. just purely defending Zion. I want to like clear that up and give him right. that he did have some like both sides to this. Yeah, like, I, I feel like AD kind of got drug a little bit for no good reason. Like I think took his comments a little too wrong, but I mean, he's just—he's just yeah, he's just doing his job. <laughs> that's, he's defending guys. He like I, I I posted something about Gary Clark a couple of weeks ago about the spacing issue, and he just defended Gary Clark. And like I understand that he's just doing his job and just kind of trying to protect the players and. We've never had someone like Antonio Daniels go to bat for this organization, for this city, and for this franchise. So, you know, I know, I know AD is a very positive guy, but he's getting – the comments are getting a little crazy yeah. right now. I mean, uh, it's good to have somebody defend him a little bit, you know. Yeah. It's been it, – yeah. and, and, I mean, we've been on a it, – it's been a rough couple of years here, man. You know, it's no, been it a has. rough go, so it's, it's been a lot of negative, and it's just – and now we have something positive to go off of. So, hey, having a guy in the – in this organization that is going to bring to light the good stuff is cool. Yes. I'm down. Yeah, I'm going to just sit here and be negative though. I'm <laughs> going to be the opposite Let's, and say right now, Zion Williamson is getting traded. No, he's not. not. <laughs> no, I, no, I wanted to clear up some comments though, because of course people would take Zion Williamson on the team. Of course, he's 21 years old. He's, he's an incredible specimen of a body. He's just incredible. What I'm saying though is are the Pelicans going to get exactly what they, that, what, Zion is worth. And I'm saying right now, no, no, like, of course, of course not. not. So right. he's not tradable. Like I don't think Jake that you can trade him right now. Now is that something that will be talked about in the off season? Yeah, it certainly will be. Look, this is going to be a quiet. This is going to be a quiet off season. We weren't going to have a draft pick to have to like scout first round guys or anything like that. They don't have a ton of money to spend in free agency. Like this is going to be like we could take some time off in the summer and it was going to be super nice. And that that went all out the window. I yeah. think pretty much. Yesterday, or until Zion speaks, right? right. Again, yep. this can get resolved fairly quickly, fairly easily. Now, if Zion comes out tomorrow and is like, hey, no, I love New Orleans. I want to be here. Are you going to believe that? I would be very skeptical about that. Some people will. We've seen people kind of eat up. He retweets things about CJ McCollum as if this is the dude who's actively looking at Twitter and pressing the retweet button when I think it's pretty obvious it's not and that he's not running his social media. So... Mm -hmm. He'll quiet some of this down, um, certainly by just speaking, but I don't think this entirely goes away, even if he does at this point. It's just been too much silence. There's been too much murkiness around everything. And then, look, I see the comment there. The media came pretty damn hard for Kawhi. I mean, and Uncle I mean, Dennis, the guy who orchestrated his game, <laughs> yeah. when Kawhi wasn't playing, they were on him. It's just yeah, like, the thing that happens with the national media, though. They, they're... And it also happens with fans. It's like you don't see them attacking Kawhi because it's not in our line of vision. You yeah. know, it's it's not there. And then obviously also at the same time, you're going to have the national media. They're not focusing on the Pelicans as much as like, say, obviously Jake does or we do. And they're going to say some ridiculous stuff that doesn't sit well with us. Right. So, and that's that's the problem with the national media. Yeah. It's like, and then you don't pay attention to what they're doing to Kawhi. And they they lit Kawhi up. Yeah, oh, yeah. 100%. They lit yeah. Ben Simmons up recently. Yeah. He has four for years yeah. on his contract. <laughs> and he's trying to force his way out. You know, yeah. uh, same thing with Harden last year in Houston. It was just like 
those guys were made to be villains, just like Zion is being made to be a villain right now because people are assuming he wants out and he's kind of taking like a Cold War approach to it in a sense. Maybe yeah. he just makes the situation so untenable that the Pels as an organization are just like, screw this. We can't deal with it. And we trade him. And that's essentially making a trade demand without overtly yeah, making right. a trade demand and trying to make yourself the bad guy. It's failing. He's the bad guy right now. So they need to try and take control of this narrative if they want. And again, it'll shed some light on what we think could be going on. There could be a simple explanation for it. It could be kind of the depression and everything that I just mentioned, or it's not. But at this point, I think fans are very frustrated and want answers. And look, the Pels aren't thrilled that this firestorm's going on right now. I think they're happy that some of the stuff is out and putting pressure on Zion, but I don't think they really intended for CJ McCollum to kind of set this off, which then set JJ Redick off and added gas to everything as they're going through season ticket renewals which right is now. <laughs> you think those reps are having a good week trying to get people to spend money on, on all of this? You know, yeah, you think their life is being easier as people are like, I'm not going to give you thousands of dollars right. if I don't know what's going on with this. So certainly the Pelicans didn't want it to be to this degree right. with everything. <laughs> well, Cruz, I want to ask you this, right? So, if you're in Zion shoes, you see Brandon Ingram. They bring in CJ McCollum. You see Herb Jones. Yeah. You see Jonas Valanciunas. How would you not? If you put Zion in that starting five, that's a really. And I'm, a I'm about to curse. It's a really good fucking team. It's a playoff team. Why right wouldn't now, Zion want to play with that team? I think, like I said, I think Zion's just getting bad advice from bad camp. Like I really just, I, I don't understand why it's such a bad thing to come and want to play basketball in New Orleans. I don't understand. It's not. It. It's not. You, you're beloved. There's two teams here. There's the Saints, which will always, which will always be king. Yeah. Like, right. Until they got good. And, but I mean, even when the Pels made the playoffs, like people love that atmosphere was they one of the best. Yeah. yeah. And so if Zion can literally be handed the crown, like Drew Brees handed him, like, he, hey, he this, is your, this is your city now. Like enjoy. He could have embraced it. And yes, we know injuries happen. Like Michael Thomas got hurt. He's been out for two years. But at least like he's like, hey, I'm coming back. I'm committed. I'm and guess what? Go. Everyone changed. And everyone's ready. Everyone's ready to ride or die for Michael Thomas. Yeah, everybody. Everybody was like, get Thomas out of here. And then he makes that yeah. demon mindset it's, it's, post. It's, it's, it's demon like, hours, baby. Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> demon hours. They say Super Bowl 2022 <laughs> comeback player of the year. I'm calling it right now. But Zion can change that narrative if he just comes out and says like if he even puts out a cryptic tw- tweet like that or a video said like at scary hours or something like that like he could yeah. come out and say it and people are gonna be like holy crap he's Zion coming, coming back. back could you imagine the ticket prices for zion's first game back playing with uh playing with cj playing with herb um playing B-I-J-V, with bi yeah. yeah like you would sell out for oh, a yeah. regular season game and it could be against like it could be against the knicks which I kind of hope it is because I'm tired of hearing about the Knicks. Um, and plus, not to mention, I don't think the Knicks are a sexy organization to want to go to, too. They're a dumpster but fire. That's what, and Jake, I wanted to, and I'm glad you brought that up, yeah. right? So, Jake, we need to get signed to a bigger market, this, that. You hear all the national media stuff. And I just mentioned that team right now that we have, and you add Zion, is better than the, better than the Knicks. They're better than the Lakers. And probably right now, better than the Clippers. Could be better than the Clippers. So, Jake, how would they not want to play on that team? How would you not want to? I think when you look at NBA players, and I've talked to them about this, I've actually talked to NFL players about this too, they just don't want to live in New Orleans. Like, I, I think that is a big part of it. Like, I hate to say this, you know, but I'm glad it's, no, go ahead. 
it's true, right? Like, I love living here. I'm from Los Angeles originally. I've lived here since 2004. I like living here. I like dive bars. I like dealing with some of the stuff that we get here. I like Mardi Gras, and I like all of that stuff, right? Like, I'm excited to go to the parades tomorrow and the rest of the weekend. I don't think NBA players get excited about that sort of thing, right? When you think about what they want in terms of, like, a city and the amenities there, New Orleans doesn't have a lot of what they're looking for, to be honest. You want to know what does? New York, Miami, L.A., I think some of these guys are less concerned about winning championships and instead just living kind of like their best life and the life that they want to live. And again, I've talked to NBA players about this. They've said this to me. I've talked to NFL players. Deuce McAllister even mentioned this to me at one point when I was chatting with him. This is just not where if you're a young black man with millions of dollars in the bank, you know, you can embrace it like Kamara does, but a lot of them want other things. And I think that's what leads to a lot of these guys wanting to go to a city like New York, where you have the type of clubs and the atmosphere that you want. And it's just an unfortunate situation. And it's just one of those things that I kind of like shrug because like, what are you supposed to do? But there are ways to keep these guys. And it just means you have almost no margin for error. And that's why I look at David Griffin over the first two years with his tenure here and missing on a lot of things around Zion poisoned that well. If you get this right off the bat, and they're in the playoffs last season or even getting close, you know, getting into the playing tournament in the bubble season, it could work. And I think that was a chance to try and change things. But again, three head coaches in three years, even if they get it right, right, you know, three different starting centers his first three years here, even if you've got it right now, you just didn't, it, you don't get that many swings at it, I think. And I think that's why I look at this and I'm not willing to cut the organization some slack, even when Zion's being immature and unprofessional with all of this. Yeah. And that kind of like adds to it. So yeah, look, this is a better organization right now than the Knicks are. No doubt about that at all. But you're still missing. Some, that's only one part of the equation right. when they choose where they want to play and live and all of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a really good point. I want to, I want to answer Jay's uh, question here. It's, it's, been Brandon's team for the past, or for at least yeah. for definitely for this year. And I don't know how Zion's it's not Zion's team. Cause he, he's not here. So um, no, I'm glad you brought that up. And, and Mason brings up, uh, I know Mason brings up a good point that the Stan Van Gunny hire was really bad. Like last year was really bad overall <laughs> for David Griffin. Okay. The trade, he had a horrible year last year, but Jake, where do you think this problem started? Cause Christian Clark came out with that article about the piano and all this different kind of shit. Yeah. Do you think it started in the bubble? Did it start before them with how they handled the meniscus tear? Where do you think so, this started? It, it, that's kind of, I would say it's like that like $200 million question for what his future contract would be, right? <laughs> Was w- Again, this comes down to, has he just feel felt like the organization is screwed up? They're dysfunctional. I don't want to deal with it anymore. I don't, I ha- he had he very clearly has a rift with Aaron Nelson and the front office, right? Yeah. When, when David Griffin is saying anecdotally four times, because he had, does not have the information on Zion over in Portland, like it says they're not talking. That is so unbelievably obvious from that. And that's bad. That's a horrible situation, right? So is that because of the stuff with Aaron Nelson and the meniscus tear and the way they brought him back? Or did he just never want to be here in the first place? That's an open question right now based on his actions. I don't know. I think it's a mix of both. You know, it can be both things. And that just probably means we're headed more towards a divorce than not. And it's kind of like one of those things of just irreconcilable differences. Does the franchise have it correct now? Yeah, I think so. I think they're much better than they were a couple of years ago. But at this point, is the well poisoned and you can't really come back from that. Uh, that's something that we'll probably honestly never get an answer to unless 
Zion comes out and just says, I want to trade and like screw this place, right? Which I don't think he's going to do because I think he's going to, he'd look terrible by doing that. And the backlash would be even stronger against him than it already is now. And they're very careful about that sort of stuff. So I wonder if this is just one of those things where they're kind of like pre-planning stuff to try and orchestrate an exit without going all scorched earth like Ben Simmons did or Anthony Davis did. Yeah. I mean, all right. So you know how when you look back on things and things become obvious, right? Yeah. You know, remember when the draft lottery happened and they were going down and they got, you know, New York comes up third and then Memphis. And then they had this one little clip. I don't know if anybody can find exactly what you're talking about. They had one little clip where they all three was like RJ Barrett, Ja and Zion, and maybe a couple other guys sitting around and they're all like, Ooh, that boy's going to new Orleans. (laughs) And then they're like, he's like leaning forward and he's just like, yeah, yeah. You know? And it's like, and it's like looking back at it now, maybe that's exactly, you know, maybe he didn't want to come here at all to begin with. And like seeing that now and just thinking about it, I just, that just popped into my head that, and it's just like, maybe it has been this whole time. Do you, I, just, do you I mean, think Zion is just he's got to the NBA and he just doesn't care about? I said, he's got a hundred million in the bank. Do you think no, he just it's, not that. Care? it's not that. He he wants to play. He wants to play. I, I can tell okay. you that part for sure. He likes basketball. He wants to play. Okay. Do, does he want to play in New Orleans? Yeah. Okay. But like, but like I I don't mean to cut you off. I just but I just brought it up just now. How would you not want to play with this roster constructed right now? Well, it's because of every it's everything that's going that's happened in the past. Like you, you can't just put slap a band aid on but certain situations. He, but is is he at fault at all for this? Oh, everyone yeah. is. Every, yeah. every, so every everyone, everyone is. is. Everyone is at fault here. It's not just a singular thing that happened. This, like you said, it snowballed from the beginning, from the meniscus tear, from that. Then next thing, also okay. how AD and Chris Paul was handled. They have this. We had this narrative around New Orleans and the national media that they don't handle their superstars well. That's not that's not arguable. Like that's what it is, I, and so it's just. I mean, AD at least gave it a fish. So did Chris Paul. Chris Paul. I, I, yeah, understand, I, I understand. Yeah. I understand. But There's what no I'm saying hate is, towards them. No. no. Well, well, to AD. AD Chris, I'm sorry. Chris Paul did it the right. <laughs> what way. am I thinking? Chris, Chris Paul no, did but, it. But, but, but when AD wanted out originally, I think like the day of that trade request, everyone was like, "Yeah, we get it. Del yeah, just yeah, done a bad yeah. job. It, it got bad with all yeah. of the theatrics and things after the fact. But the first couple of days, people were like. I'm not going to burn your jersey. We didn't do right by you. It was everything else that came is what made that so bad. But it feels like you're starting to see some of that from Zion a little bit, right? Like some, I don't want to call them toxic traits and decisions, but just the silence and to not quell things down or just do the right thing. Again, you can hate where you work, but you still got to act a certain way, whether you're an NBA player or not. Everyone does that text your new teammate it's like things like that right or, or you get fired i guess is a way to, you know, to go around that too. Yeah. but if you're not doing that you probably know you're going to get fired and almost you want to get fired in a sense right you know and so that's why i look at this and i think it's an open question of like the hell is going on here is he using kind of the uh office space technique just doesn't care <laughs> just keeps like kind of shows up whenever he wants and it's like, is it oh, like it's where if you're in a relationship and you just don't want to break and you're not happy, you don't want to break up with the other person yourself, right? So you stop showering, you stop paying attention (laughs) to them. Maybe you're like a little bit mean so that you get them to break up with you. So you're not the bad guy there. I actually had a friend. I had a friend walk up to me one time. He had a girlfriend and he said, he said, she said she needs to talk. Maybe she'll finally break up with me. (laughs) (laughs) There's Um, shades of some of that here, like to a certain degree. Jake, I can't thank you enough for joining us. Last question. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do it. Give me off season. What are the chances Zion Williamson's traded? 
So I, I can't. I think it's too early to put a percentage on it. It's not 100% that he's here next year. You know, like That's it's fair. certainly not 100%, even close to 100% that he's here next year. Like maybe 75% he's here next year, which is like a fairly low number when you really think about it. Yeah. Um, you know, that's that's not a, a great situation to be in. And so this is just one of those things that like, I don't know how this really gets resolved. And it doesn't seem like Zion wants to resolve it, which which says something, too. Right. Well, look, Jake, I can't thank you enough. Jake Madison of Locked on Pels, you're one of the best to do it, man. I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your day. Enjoy your Mardi Gras. I'll probably run into you on the parade route, but at least we'll be Gras. out there. Good, man. Well, <laughs> thanks so much, brother. Uh, I'll talk to you a little bit later, though. Of course. Thanks for having me on, you guys. Bye, brother. Later. So, Jake Madison, thanks for joining us on Locked on Pels. I was going to talk about, you know, the upcoming schedule and things like that. I'm just not in the mood. I, I want to keep talking about Zion for just a little bit more. I'll start with Cruz. And it, it shifts to the point now where how do you fix it? And the only way I see it is either Zion stays or Griff stays. They both, in my opinion, can't stay together. I think that this can be repaired, but I don't think it's going to come from the coaching staff. I think it's going to have to come more from the players. I think this is going to be something where it's like the organization has proven it cannot handle their superstars like Chris Paul and like Anthony Davis. But I think with the leadership of BI and then you bring in a guy like CJ who's well-respected in the league, you bring those guys in yeah, and they show Zion how, Hey, like we can build something here. Like, yeah. like, like, CJ and Dame did their damnedest to do something in Portland. They got right. they and you know they made the playoffs a few times. Western Conference and, Finals. Yeah, I know yeah. they got swept, yeah. but yeah, I mean, and they, and they can do it. And I think this roster is more talented than this Portland team. Hell yeah, it yeah. Is. I mean, don't get me wrong. Dame Lillard is absolutely amazing, but like collectively as a roster, I think this can be something special. And I sure. think Bi and I think and I think CJ really need to just get in a room with them. And I think they need to to try and convince them to at least give this a fair shot, at least give this a season. Like, right. like you can, you can, you can call the season a wash, like get the surgery rehab, what it do, whatever you want to do, get back in the playing shape. Let's go make a fair run at this. And then if it doesn't work out, then guess what? Like, you know, we'll right. send you, we'll send you to wherever you want to go. Yeah. Steven, let me ask you this because we talked about it, right? So we talked about if, if they do a cryptic tweet, we'll all forgive them fans and stuff like that as a player. Right, just say Jonas Valanciunas, Brandon. How do you forgive Zion? Like, how how do you, as a player, does this piss you off? Oh, I mean, look, as a player, you got to just put your head down and go do your job. You know, the CJ thing. You realize that was the first time a player had commented on this, on the Zion thing with CJ, a, a current player, a, a yeah, current. That's player. what I'm right, saying, right. right? So it's like the first time that a player on the roster had commented on it. I just think they're doing what they need to do to try to win basketball games. And look, and if Zion can come back, awesome. He's right. a great piece to have, and you know that even as a player. I don't think they have – I mean, you've never heard anything about them having a bad relationship as like – just even like being friendly with right. each other. So it's just – I don't think that is the problem. I think they're fine with that. I would be starting to get upset with the lack of communication, but I'm not going to, you know, yeah, and and we say that I'm going to dislike the guy. Right. Because of that. But, yeah, and, and I'm sure they see that also. They're like, they're like, look, man, if we can get this fucking guy back. I mean, well, you're I mean, serious. We, we take off to the fucking moon right, right. now. Maybe a seven seed this year. If yeah. They come I, back. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's just, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, and especially now because we are at that point where we could be there and we're one player away yeah. and we're one and uh, we have that one player. The one player is there. Superstar fucking talent yes. right. that we can't use, you know? Right. And it's just, it's, it's, it's a rough go. I'm not going to say they can't repair it. I think they will. I right. hope, I hope they will. 
but I, you have to see some type of pushback from Zion in some type of way. Right. And that one little post uh, uh, for Devontae's birthday with no, no happy, happy birthday. birthday they didn't say happy birthday. It's just, just him making post. a game winner out like no context whatsoever. <laughs> Anybody else who's that is like, oh yeah, cool highlight, bro. It's like, it's just like, what? It's that's the whole right. thing. He needs to fire social media intern. Who is probably his cousin or something? It's probably like it's just somebody in his camp that just yes. I do want to bring I want to bring up this comment from Jay. Like Willie Green is the glue, and I completely agree. But Zion's acting so mature. I mean, I I feel like Willie needs to. I don't even know if Willie and Zion have had many conversations. There's no way they could have. But if you get Willie and Bi and CJ in a room with Zion, and to your point, Cruz, and like like, fucking PowerPoint presentation, sure, yeah. But like, look at it. Think about it. Zion hasn't had really anyone to look up to since he's been in an organization. Like don't, JJ Redick was one foot out the door. Right. And so they yeah, have not, yeah. they have not had a serious leader on that team. It kind of just came in and be like, here you go, Zion. Here's the Kings to the kingdom. Like think of, think of like young studs now who had people to look up to like, look, AD needed LeBron to know how to win. Right. And, and I look, it's paid off. They got a ring now. Granted, they're they're a mess right now. And then and then it's C, and then Devin Booker needed CP3, a guy like that. And so did and so did Aiden. And it's just showing you that like veteran leadership in the NBA goes a long, long, long way. way. And I think Zion has the talent there, but mentally, I don't think he's mentally strong for the NBA right now. You get a guy like Bi who's been around the block and who's a tough guy, and he can drop you can drop forty on you, and you get a guy as respected as CJ who can do the same thing, which he's been lighting it up on offense since he's gotten here. Yeah. So, so he's, he's, he's a proven winner. Yes. He's an all-star. So you get these guys and be like, look, and just try and talk to him. Cause like, look, I don't know what's going to be said behind closed doors, but it, I mean, at this point it can't hurt to try at least sit down right. have dinner. Because yeah. you know, the final point I want to make is this roster is good enough to make fucking noise in the West. Sure. It's yes. really good. Yeah, absolutely. And as you said, Stephen, you have a, a phenom just waiting, waiting in, in the wings. Just, just he's there. waiting there on the roster. He's, it's funny. It's like at the trade deadline, you know, who should we get? Who do we need? It's like, wait, we got it. We got the guy. We, we got yeah, it. Like, and now you get CJ and uh, it's just, it's, it's just so frustrating right now because you're so close. And if you're not a fan of the team, you're like, you look at the record, like, Oh, you're 23 and 36, wherever we are right now. Like they don't, they're not, they're not seeing it. Like, no, they're the close you're outside looking yeah. in. You don't understand. Yeah, you exactly. don't understand. I mean, you, so. you can look at a roster on paper and just be like, Oh right. yeah. Like, well, yeah. I mean, did, did anyone expect the Lakers to be as bad as they are this well, year? Just like, yeah. just like uh, revert back to the Suns. Yeah. In the bubble. When they went to the bubble, go eight and oh, yeah. I come it's out the next winning, year and right? I said, I'm never, I'm never betting against Chris Paul. I'm, I had them in that, like the fourth seed in right. our predictions. Yeah. And they come out absolutely rolling. Yeah. And like you said, it's just that maybe that one player, to that one player. Guess. And it, yeah, Go ahead. I, and and I think and I really do too. It's like and you got Lewis who's going to come back next year, and we and we talked about he's going to be a speed demon. Um, I think Herb coming into his second year, I think Gi coming in again. You get CJ with a full off season with this yes. rotation yeah. chemistry wise, and then you go in, you add a solid draft pick. Like I know this or a trade or a trade or a trade. Know? Like hey, you don't find a guy who's sexy and, and, and fits the the scheme like you want it. Like right, bring it. Like I would actually love to see a, a guard like uh, J D Davison, uh, who kind of reminds me a little bit of Colin Sexton right now. Or I mean, if you can get up high enough, and uh, I mean, I don't know what our draft our draft lottery looks like. If we can add a Jabari Smith out of Auburn. Yeah, to go along to play that defense because he he's long and he's tall and he can score, but this team is going to be so dangerous. And I think it's next year. But I would right. just like to see this team finish off at least 
compete for the play-in game. Right. Have, have that little, that. like, just yes. like the Suns did. Have yeah. that little bit of shoot, momentum shoot up going and just into use it. that momentum. It's like, oh, look what we can do. Yeah. Look what we can all do yeah. together. And it's just, it's it's going to be, I hope, oh, God, I hope it is. You know, this, works, this team can be Utah, like, <sighs> defensively. That's lengthwise. The they length, can be, and Brandon stepped up yes, this year too. They can they can well. be as consistent as like they can be that yep. quiet team like the Utah Jazz. Like you, you look at the roster and like, damn, how are they that like how many ones they have? Yeah. They could be like that. We still need a true point guard though. Yeah, I, 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 you brought up the Lewis CJ run the point guard. He's Lewis a big guy. guy. He's, he's a, a big guy. Before, sure, before all of our listeners, Cruz is a huge Alabama homer. So I, 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 I'm an Alabama grad. I am, look, I'll, I'll be the first one to admit. I, like, these, I don't like. I did not like Alabama basketball until a couple of years ago, uh, just because I have to sit through Anthony Grant and Avery uh, Johnson. Kira Lewis is the fastest player with the, I understand with the basketball. The fastest, but we need the IQ there. We haven't really had yeah. to see much. I, I understand, like Kyra, exactly. Yeah. He just hasn't played. That's the whole thing. Did you get, did you watch him in college? That by and. A little. Okay. Not my, I'm not a big he's, college guy. He, Me and Ross hate college basketball. Fair enough. Uh, you, well, you got Will Wade, so yeah. that's fine. Uh, so he is th- – the the reaction and the quickness that he has with making his passes, sure. his IQ, and his IQ. And he, got, and he had the chance to play with Colin Sexton, which was a huge help for him. And he got to play with Herb in college. He got yeah, to play with John true. Petty, um, Alex Reese, and, and, and Josh Primo as well. And they he knows how to pass well. He knows sure. how to distribute. And I think with him having these options – could there, be dangerous. He could, could be. he could average over 10 assists a game. I'm wonder, I'm wondering if it's like it, it's just it's like we've talked about it before. It's just it, it was his progression wasn't quite there. It's can I, can little, I talk to can, can yeah. I go to your point there? And I think it's unfair. I'm not I'm not yeah. like going at you. Yeah. Because he had a deal with the COVID, right? Sure. He never got a summer league. Sure. Stan Van Gunny put him at the end of the fucking bench for Eric Bledsoe for All no fair. fucking reason. <laughs> I'm sorry fair. I'm cursing because I hate Eric Bledsoe and I hate Stan Van Gunny in the same <laughs> sentence. My head explodes. <laughs> and then he tears his ACL. So like yeah. he just hasn't had that like just run yet and I, you I see just, the flashes yeah see i see it and see I, it. I just see him i mean obviously right now in his career maybe he'll get there at a certain point he could be that true point guard but i see him as like that perfect fit for the second team running just it running there it. Yeah. and just running it you know maybe you know for about six seven minutes you know go out there get you know eight nine points something like that you know just kind of keep us in there There's but it's a, just we yeah. just have to we just have to see it and that's I, I hope you're right i hope he is on the roster again but it's just i still think we need a right now i don't think Kyra's obviously not now he's hurt but yeah. like even next year he's gonna be what he'll probably be back you know but maybe close to mid-season can I, can I mention something yeah the whole point guard thing was point zion that was oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, i'm so, saying a true point guard i'm saying a true point guard there's going to be a point guard in cleveland ohio that is going to be available this offseason i know who you're talking about he's also he Ricky also rubio. played no i'm talking about colin sexton <laughs> oh <laughs> like colin sexton is not what it's i've been thinking ricky rubio for years now now, the pending, now, now depending if cleveland just throws the absolute bag at colin yeah. sexton he doesn't want to there. Yeah. Like and so I think if you're looking for a Troy a uh, true point guard who can score, can pass, and can play defense. You just want a full Bama team. No, I don't want a full Bama team. I want a team that can actually win. <laughs> so like here's the thing. And at I, Bama, you win again. No, <laughs> we're getting there. Uh I I think this team can be special. And like I I didn't grow up a, a Pelicans fan. Like I actually Dwayne Wade's my all-time favorite player. I I, okay. I I root for the Heat. I still do. I love Jimmy Buckets. Uh, Tyler Hero drives me insane sometimes, but I love him coming <laughs> off the bench. Um, he was a big trade for us. Yeah, I, 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 that, I mean, having him in the corner would be great. I think this team is long. I think we should just need to focus on addicts and veteran sharpshooters. 
and addressing maybe a point guard in the trade. I mean, yeah. I mean, at that point, let's just go but, get. Let's just go get the final trade. point. Yeah, the final point I want to make before we get yeah. off. Yeah. There are options. Yes, which this organization franchise hadn't had in years. There are options, Stephen. There are options. Options. I don't. There are options. I'd say chances. Fine chances. Well, it's options. not just like an option. It's not just going to go. Oh, I choose you. It's like right. you know, it's, it's like not free agent yeah, destination. Right. It's it, just that's the whole thing. But, so it's just like there, there. Yeah. It's it's more. It's it's becoming more desirable. If, you know, if Zion comes and you know this thing is all worked out, it's healthy ish, mm-hmm. and they go into this offseason hot. Don't you think that would kind of intrigue a few free agents? Be like, 100%. they got some, they got some pieces. Because look, you. But why wouldn't you go play Brandingham? Why wouldn't you go play CJ McCollum? Jonas Valanciunas, exactly a phenom like what Zion. Jake just said it's not People a destination. Don't fucking live here. Look, I'm gonna be honest with you. All right? I've go. been here for 33 years, my whole life. Right? I've been in. New you look Orleans. great for 33. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to take that. <laughs> I buy you dinner. <laughs> um, I've lived here for 33 years, and I was talking to somebody. I was like, at the Mardi at Mardi Gras this past weekend. I was like, man, you know, if they didn't do shit like this. I would be out. Yeah. I would be out. Yeah. I got a car that's falling apart because the streets are piece of shit. <laughs> I got it all just, it's just, it's, it's not I destination. understand it. Yeah. I understand it. But also at the same time, like I, I, you know, obviously we're sitting here, you know, armchair warriors. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, I would love to play for the Pelicans. It's like, yeah, but these guys can play for any NBA team that they possibly right. want. It's like, yeah, we want to do it. We want to do it. But right. They hey. have the option. They have the. We have know, better food. I will say we do. I will say <laughs> the this. Food. Well, that's the problem with Zion down here. You don't want to come here. I, I will say this. I'm going to enjoy the hell out of this weekend. Oh my oh, god! Yeah. Mario time. Oh. So Stephen Offer, once again, yes, thanks sir. Jake Madison for joining us, and then Cruz Oxmar. Cruz, excited to have you in, brother. Yeah. You know, it's finally nice to meet you. We've been Twitter friends for over a yeah. year now, and I finally get to meet you. So oh yeah, I'm going to be tearing it up this weekend. Uh, so, so if you see me with a camera and a microphone, no, you didn't. Both. <laughs> so. I'm a- Am I still doing the GoPro to yeah. the head? We're, we're putting you a GoPro. <laughs> Just putting a GoPro head. right on my head. Okay, let's do <laughs> okay. it. Let's see how it goes. So presented by uh, Company Burger, located at 4600 Ferret Street. Make sure you go check them out. As always, presented by Boot Crew Media. Thank you all so much for joining us on this Wednesday edition of Propel's Talk. Y'all have a great Mardi Gras. If you see me out there, I'll be wearing Kingram T-shirts and not on Herb. So come out, say hi, have a beer, food, whatever you want. So thanks for joining in. Talk to y'all later. Kisses.